1: Joe, the new era of Seth Cohen sort of begins. Um, (laughs) I feel like he's already retreated back to being self-absorbed within the cold open of this episode, and I I hate to admit this, but Seth walks in and he's looking at the yearbook to figure out who his next girlfriend is going to be. And I'd like to sit here and pretend that that's a douchey thing that no human being would ever actually do. But I definitely know that there were lonely summers <laughs> where I looked through my school yearbook. And I'd go, ooh, she seems cute. And then I would flip to the table of contents to find out what types of clubs or whatever she was involved in. And, wow. And I never moved beyond that. But like, I had those hypothetical moments of like, oh, she seems kind of cool. like Maybe she's the girl for me. I dated nobody in high school, Joe. It didn't work out for me. <laughs> Seth Cohen's got a much much higher success rate here. But, uh, you know, it's a great cold open. Is the, the Cohen family goes to tell him that that's not the way to do it, and he basically is just like, listen, you can either get with me and be excited for me going for this you girl, this woo girl, or I can complain about Summer some more. And they're like, all right, I hope things go well with, with this girl, Seth. This is going to be great. Like They're all kind of just... We're done team. with Summer. Yeah, please stop talking to us about Summer is the team that they're all on. <laughs> And I almost wish that we met this girl. (laughs) Like this girl that he describes, we never even get to see her. I'm like, she's a theater kid who does improv. I would like to meet this girl. Uh, But unless no. Um, And then Lindsay shows up as they're Mm -hmm. basically what they're doing is they're wandering the campus and Ryan will point out some girls and Seth I'm trying to think what Seth is doing here, because I understood it as Seth basically saying, does he think he even has a chance with that girl? Yeah. But I feel like Lindsay thinks that he's just kind of like ordering off of a menu, essentially. Like, yeah, I'll have a slice of that, but not that. Uh, She does not realize that it's actually the most (laughs) self-deprecating way that he could be, uh, as she says, shopping for girlfriends in the quad. And she does correctly say it's very classy and not at all demeaning Mm -hmm. um, in a sarcastic toad. And somehow her sass makes makes Seth decide Mm -hmm. he's found her. He's found his dream girl. And it's this girl who he's met for five seconds who was mean to him, which says a lot about Seth Cohen. uh, That is probably better handled by his therapist, but (laughs) that's where we are.
0: There's a lot of like
1: mildly,
0: I mean, in general, there's mildly like uh, incel behavior. The mm-hmm. yearbook thing, no offense, Matt, but the yearbook thing is very, <laughs> is very that. Oh,
1: I'm aware. I don't like that. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> like...
0: It's just, it was just like, okay, all right, like, uh, like it's a menu, and I, I very much saw it from Lindsay's point of view. Um, Also, just, like, as someone who is really queer, who's, you know, who was queer and closeted in high school, like, I couldn't... I didn't do that for that purpose because, like, even if I did, it wasn't, like, actionable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I was trying to relate and I couldn't.
1: Well, we've talked about this last week, Mm -hmm. how they seem to be, like to use a Gilmore guy's term, they're really deening Ryan Atwood a lot, these two episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, And none worse than, like, man, Raw Dog Ryan does not know how to be a wingman for Seth Cohen, even a little bit. Because the way that he asks Lindsay if she'll go on a date with Seth is to show up, just sit down next to her awkwardly, Mm-hmm. start with, I don't even know if you have a boyfriend or not, so this might not matter. To which she goes, uh, I, I don't have a boyfriend, and seems very excited about where the conversation is going. And he mm-hmm. says, cool. Well, if you don't have a boyfriend, would you like to go out tomorrow night? And then she says, yes. And he says, cool. So you and Seth, that is not... That is not how any of that works. Literally start with, hey, you know my buddy Seth that you saw this morning in Mm -hmm. the quad. Would you be interested in going on a date with him? (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's also, like, that's not how, like, he justifies it at the end of the episode. Like, he says, I wish it was me. Like, when I asked you out for Seth, I was actually, I wanted to be the one to ask you out directly. And, like, knowing that at the end it it kind of is almost like the writers want you to forget how he did it not like 40 minutes earlier (laughs) in the episode because it was it didn't come off that way no i yeah ben mckenzie's a better actor than that so i don't want to blame it on his performance of not getting the nuance i just don't think it's written that
1: choice yeah it's a really bad script choice one thing that i will credit this episode i like this episode a lot i'll start with that it might literally be just because I love the killers, but like, I really had fun watching this episode, but like, I was very glad that this episode ended and they, like, they didn't play dumb with us. I was like, if they're going to try to stretch for multiple episodes like, oopsie, these two guys are dating the wrong girls and they should swap who their dates are and they'd both be like... Joe, I was not going to have the bandwidth to deal with that for two or three episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am so glad that that is like a 15 to 20 minute storyline and not a uh, (laughs) multi-episode storyline. You know, something else I have to give credit for. We're thinking about this comparing it to season one to season two. Some people probably hate this, but like so far it's really been episode by episode, story of the week. Not Like versus mm-hmm. season one, I feel like we were on our second story arc already by episode four. Yeah. And I think it makes these a little bit more digestible, a little bit more fun. Um, but we got to talk about one of my biggest pet peeves. They're at the bait shop. The killers are up there doing their thing. Uh-huh. And these four people are talking at a low volume monotone and somehow able to hear each other clear as day. I... No. No. Anytime... <laughs> if you can have that conversation, hear each other, then the Bait Shop is an awful venue that doesn't have their bands nearly loud enough. Yeah. It's almost
0: as if the music is being added
1: later. <laughs> it's... You know, it. it's weird to think about it like that, Joe. Like, I don't know about you. I've been to venues where even the music between bands is too loud mm. for me to have, like, a human conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, it that that shit, as someone who's been, especially, like, working events and shows, like, hell, you've been to, like, horror conventions. Even conventions where there is absolutely no music being played. At a certain point, when you have X amount of people in an enclosed space, yeah. it's just loud. And you yeah. just find yourself yelling at each other mm-hmm. to, like, get over the noise.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, watching those dates, though. Well, at this point in time now it is official. Summer and Zach, well or should I say, Summer and Ducky, like Ugh. one of the worst fucking nicknames. Summer I don't like you again. Just for that nickname. That is a that is awful. That that is a first take writer's room nickname that someone said, We'll put Ducky in the script and we'll come up with something better later. <laughs> like, I like I really loathe Like nicknames without consent. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: it ain't great. Like nicknames, uh, and I say nicknames. Most nicknames are given without consent, right? But like at a certain point, the person who has who is given the name just either accepts it. But like Zach is actively being like, "What is with it? Like,
1: can we not? Can like in the in a gentle way? Like I feel like most nicknames, even you know, like you said, most of them are created without consent." But they stem from something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't even figure out what inspired the nickname Ducky. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like unless there was some time where they were like hanging out, and he's like, you know, I still bathe with the rubber ducky, and she's yeah. like, oh, I just found your nickname, but I, don't worry, I won't ever tell anybody the origins of it. But that's like my little pet name for you. Like that. That I agree. That stuff mm-hmm. drives me up a fucking wall. Other thing that I can't stand, Joe, in a similar vein, people who give themselves a nickname. <laughs> don't 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 assign yourself a nickname and expect me to have to call you by that nickname. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's that's a thing I will not stand for. Um at a certain point, they're at the concert, and it's already an awful situation. Yeah. Seth has nothing to say to Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Ryan could give a fuck less about music, which is the only thing that Alex cares about in the world. Yeah. So that's already a lot. And then in fucking Marissa and summer and summer's there with Zach. And then you have this, like, like no one is having fun. It is all, it is just what you are witnessing is multiple bad dates all yeah. happening at once. At like, a show. That's pretty awesome. like, it's I, like I would the kill killers to see doing that. doing hot fuss, right? Like, yeah, like what more do you? I mean, don't get me wrong, Sam's Town, great album. Uh, most of the dude, I, I want to hear them play human. Uh, I'm not a human, I'm a dancer, Joe. Yeah, but like <laughs> the man, like, I want them to play the man, like yeah, but I mean, they are, I mean, hot fuss. You are talking about 12 perfect tracks that they are mm-hmm. up there playing when they're still new and fresh, when they haven't been played to death. Yeah, And uh, When they haven't figured out their fashion yet. No, I was going to say, they look so boring and uninteresting on stage. That's how early into the Killers this yeah. this episode is. Um, and they're just like, poor, poor Lindsay. Lindsay just having to be held hostage by Seth Cohen's obsession with Summer mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the entire duration of what seems to be a pretty great concert. I got a question for you, Joe. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the answer's no to this, but you know, they could surprise me. The bait shop. No openers at this thing? Like <laughs> they just <laughs> it's just just all just all headliners. There's never like are we going to get some subplot where like Seth forms a band or like Luke comes back in the town and does an acoustic set opening for somebody? Or do we never in our lives see an opener at the bait shop? You know,
0: we don't have time for an opener, Matt. So okay. <laughs> it's just like, you know, no foreplay, just raw dog right in there. Like Ryan likes it. Well, them. then Ryan
1: will love it. Yeah. That's. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question, Joe. I've been to two that I can think of. Have you ever been to a show where it is just a headliner with absolutely no opener? Have I? No,
0: I don't think so. I'm, I was, like, even going back to, like, when I was in high school and, like, I had friends playing at, like, the community center teen night. Like, there was still, like, a band that opened for the main band that I was there to see.
1: Fair. Yeah. I It was two shows. I saw Hanson one time and Weird Al. And both of them just put on an, a three-hour show nonstop mm-hmm. with no opener. Like, they just hit the stage and just did their thing. Um, but I guess, I mean, you have to be a legacy band mm-hmm. or artist that that can fill that much time and also have the emotional and physical bandwidth to play that long. Yeah. Like, I think that's why it's so rare. I was I was li- the Weird Al one. I was like, all right, probably not. Like, there probably won't be an opener. They'll yeah. probably like I knew that there was like a lot of costumes and pageantry. So I wasn't expecting that. Um Hanson, I was for sure. I'm like, they're not gonna play for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then sure enough, they hit the stage at the exact time that the show said that the, the show was gonna start. And I was like, oh, all right then. I guess this is it. Close third was uh, Flight of the Concords had a stand up comedian perform for like 20 minutes before their set. Um but that okay. was it. I've uh, I have tickets to
0: see Beyonce in la later this year like in september
1: Ooh, i bet that might be a that could be a just B and nobody else we'll see That's set.
0: that's what i've heard i've i was listening to las culturistas and they were saying that b they when they went they were like oh yeah we heard that beyonce opens for herself So she does, like, some of her hits from previous albums, and then there's, like, a break, and then she goes just into Renaissance, and it's it's a big, giant party. So that'll be fun. Um, The last time I saw Beyoncé was when the Lemonade album was out, and she did... This was also uh, pre-Coachella. Her her opener was DJ Khaled.
1: (laughs) I mean, you have to think to a certain extent, like... Is it even worth it, like to be the right. opener for someone of that level? Like, like it could theoretically be like a career changing move. Yeah. Right. But like ultimately, you kind of know that it's not. Um, I almost I won't be in town. I almost was tempted to buy tickets to see Weezer. Mm. Uh, Weezer's coming to the Philly area, and it's only, like if you just want lawn seats, it's only like thirty five bucks. And I don't mm-hmm. know how many other opportunities I'll get to see like Weezer do their thing for $35. Mm-hmm. Um, but that looks like it's like two fairly underground indie rock bands opening for them where mm-hmm. it's like, my guess is that those two bands get like 30 to 40 minute sets. And then Weezer does like a two hour hits extravaganza. Yeah. Uh, to, for the rest of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny because I was never like a big show person. I'm still not like to to sound like a Beyonce myself, a bit of a diva. Uh, I don't like to go to anything that I actually have to pay money for. Um, <laughs> but, but lately there have been like those few exceptions where I'm like, you know what? Like how many other opportunities? Who knows? Like Weezer could break up any day. I yeah. should try to see like one of my favorite bands live at least once. Never seen Green Day. Should probably try to make that happen. Like... It's been over a decade since I saw Weird Al live. I do a podcast about Weird Al. I should probably, like, make the effort to do these things yeah. for me. It's just like, oh, it's such you a should hassle.
0: get. You should send out. Like, hopefully, you can get like someone to invite you to see a Weird Al.
1: Maybe we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of Weird Al podcasts out there. I just think that we do the best one. <laughs> no, no, no diss to any of the other ones. I just I think we're our show is really good. Yeah. and you know what? Here bit of advice don't do a podcast if you don't think that you're the best at what you're doing you need to have that drive and compassion to feel like you're doing something special yeah Um, so
0: are you saying is it because if you can't love your podcast how in the hell
1: is anybody else gonna love your podcast one exactly like mama ru said if you (laughs) look i truly do believe this as a creator you need to be the biggest fan of your work or why should anyone else care about your work like if you're like very like "Eh, that's fine like that's not going to convince me to listen to your show, yeah. <laughs> like, Joe, you and I are friends because you so passionately, yeah. were into the show that you were making. That's I great. got a lot of business cards from podcasters that Comic Con. You were the only one I actually checked out because uh-huh. there was yeah. a there was a genuine like, no, I'm doing something really cool and really interesting, and you should check it out. And yeah. I was like, I think I that will. you would love this. Yes exactly because also you're like oh you like horror podcasts this is this one versus like oh you like podcasts here's my sports show that i do with my buddy in the basement it's like you don't even care about what i'm into at that point you're just you just heard the word podcast and went into into sell mode i know <laughs> like, i think like
0: so i don't know this may not make it into the edit but like i think we're i'm at a place right now where like i'm starting to get eye rolly when people say they have a podcast
1: Yes. And now we're look, we all get there. I get yeah. eye rolly when I say I have a new podcast. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? You need why a new am podcast. Doing this? Like you need a hole in your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but there's still there's a new one that's bro and Joe, don't you don't oh, you no. worry? Yeah. Ninety one Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks
0: intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for
1: free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91DonkeyLane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Joe, I feel like we've completely gone off the rails. Let's talk about the music, because that's what we actually, the highlight of this show yeah. is legitimately the music. Yeah. Um. So we get, before we get to the Killers, we got to sit through some other tracks that are definitely not going to be the song of the episode. Uh, so the episode kicks off with Silence by Gomez, uh, when Seth and Ryan are looking at girls in the Quad Fortress by Pinback plays, um, while Marissa, when Marissa goes to invite DJ to come to the concert, which is kind of something we just kind of skimmed over, but I feel like that... Is kind of a non storyline right now. We, anyway,
0: we don't need to care about DJ and Marissa right now for a, for a little bit. Like, yeah, because we know it's not gonna. Like, you and I both know. It's yeah, not that's just go an olive
1: branch storyline to remind us that DJ is around for yeah. later. Um, but while that happens, on your way by the album leaf plays "Domesticada" by Mosquitos. Play when Seth invites Alex to the group hang with Lindsay and Ryan. God, the fucking um, and, group hang. And then we get a trifecta of killer songs. It kicks off with Smile Like You Mean It. Great song. In the middle, we get Mr. Brightside. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we get Everything Will Be Alright. And then to wrap up the episode, what other band could you end with besides the killers? Of course it's U2 with Sometimes You Can't Make It On Your Own. Joe, I don't think a song of the episode has ever been this obvious in my entire life. In my eyes, it is the anthem of our generation. You can't go to a wedding of a late 20s, early 30-year-old and not have a crowd of former gothy kids singing Mr. Brightside at the top of their lungs. I was singing along with it. I must have missed dialogue I was singing along with it when it happened. To me, it has to be Mr. Brightside. So we disagree. Okay.
0: Um, we disagree. You went so, with U two. Got it. <laughs> well, U two was the was the second one, and it was just it's beautiful because again, it's doing the it's doing that thing that the last song of the episode is supposed to do, which is wrap it all up and really get you in involved into the pathos of the episode. And you know, even the lyrics sometimes you just can't make it on your own, and everybody's coupled like that whole thing about it. That I'm. that's not the song that I chose. The song that I
1: chose is Smile Like You Mean It. I thought it was going to be that. I thought if you didn't go with Mr. Brightside, it had to be. Sm- I mean, Smile With You Mean It is such a good song. But, Joe, I was driving four hours home from Pittsburgh, and I decided to put on Hot Fuzz this week while I was driving. Oh, it's and a I great road trip I album. It, Dude, You, to me, you hear that guitar riff, and it's just like oh well i guess the next 4 minutes is going to be me screaming my little lungs out because joe i'm crawling out of my cage and i'm doing just fine got got to get down because i want it see, all see
0: okay i <laughs> do love mr brightside right it is like it 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 Jealousy. takes me back to like, I mean, talk about the your Killers Hollister as as playlist. Ex- you VH1. can't tell me that's
1: not on your. Did I just walk into a Hollister playlist? It's <laughs> because... not. It's not. Be- like, well,
0: it it actually should be, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brightside gives me like that. Like it, it, I can clearly see in my mind. Like the Killers is a VH1 you would know artist. It's like in the top. Like you know the week the weekly countdown, the top twenty that they do. But I got to tell you, man, what I love about. This the use of like um, smile like you mean it is just kind of how, you know, it, it was unexpected and I always forget that that's like a banging hit uh, a banging uh, killer song. And how it like is woven into the episode and everything and, and everything that's going on as the song is happening. Because like they really are trying to have a good time when they just get there and it doesn't go that way. But but the song that like me personally. So like Mr. Brightside is great. Like you said, millennial wedding. Like it's great to just bounce up and down for that. Um, I went to a wedding a couple of years ago where the song that they played from Hot Fuss was um, all the things that I've done.
1: Which was. Well, I was just about to say, can you think of an album with a stronger front half than Hot Fuss, where you go from Jenny was a friend of mine into Mr. Brightside, Mm -hmm. into Smile Like You Mean It, into Somebody Told Me, into All the Things I've Done? Like, those are just five unbelievable songs back to back to back to back. Because, Joe, neither one of us, we're not. We got soul, but we're not soldiers. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see,
0: but so like the song that makes me like if I hear this, I'm gonna listen to everything. Somebody told me it's a, it's that like you know, that
1: boo-doo doo doo doo
0: doo like that little
1: <laughs> drinking my back just to know your, your name. <laughs> name. <laughs> I don't know why I did it as share.
0: <laughs> Seventeen tracks and got them with
1: the game. Joe, we're still not done. I mean not only was the OC a pop culture moment, clearly hot fuss by the killers really left a, a pop culture Im, imprint on a, a people of a certain age, but what is what is happening right now or in the past that you feel like, ooh, this is leaving a pop culture moment imprinted in society that you are experiencing and want to share?
0: So I a couple weeks ago, I talked about this on Fright School, and I'm bringing it up again because... It's awesome. There's a lot of culture that I haven't experienced. And it's interesting, always fun for me when people be like, you've never watched that? Because, you know, they they know me as a culturista, as someone who is plugged in. And so I have uh, friends who in the summer, they have like this really cool backyard movie set up uh, that they wheel out. And we do like a gay MC uh, ooh, movie. I love that name. Yeah, it's so good. We, Katya has like a video where she does, like, you know, the Nicole Kidman, <laughs> we come to this place for magic, uh, type thing. <laughs> and so we do GameC, and the movie that we watched that night was a movie that I had never seen called, uh, and it was Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, what a charming little movie that is. I mean, yeah, but like it's also horrific because there's like racism and domestic violence and racism. Oh, it's it's a
1: heavy it's a heavy movie, but I still think it's it's so like never has a woman intentionally trying to run someone over with a car felt so beautifully empowering. Yeah. <laughs> like or
0: just, like, the reveal at the end of, like, who actually killed the guy and then, like, it cuts back to the present where Kathy Bates and Jessica Tandy are just, like, laughing like it's a punchline of a joke. I'm like, this is amazing. I love this. Um, yeah, so I I also didn't realize how, like, truly lesbianic it is. Mm-hmm. And i I love that a lot.
1: Well, Mayan is uh, sticking with current pop culture still, but uh, also available streaming, I believe, by the time this comes out. Joe, none of us believed it was possible, but the Super Mario Brothers movie turned out to be actually pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Against all odds. I mean, let me correct that, actually. It is a run-of-the-mill kids movie. If you have never played a Super Mario Brothers game and don't give a shit about Super Mario Brothers. Okay. But if you grew up on Super Mario Brothers, similarly to how I talked about last week, how the DD movie really paid a lot of attention to detail to uh, make sure that everything was... Like all the boxes were being checked. Mm-hmm. This one kind of felt the same. My only complaint is my same complaint I have with every illumination movie Mm -hmm. is like these fucking weird 40 year old needle drop songs for montage sequences that just like feel wildly out of place. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario brothers has, is full of those, but like literally the start of the movie, you find out that Mario and Luigi have started their own plumbing business and they're hanging out in a pizza shop to, to watch the commercial And the commercial is them rapping the 1980s Super Mario Brothers theme song, Um, like the TV show theme song. And I'm like, that's so niche because there is no world where the intended audience of children is going to get that. Yeah. But like me as a 37 year old who watched the Super Mario Brothers Super Show all the time was like, holy shit, they're doing the, the Super Show theme song in this commercial. That's so funny. Um, and just you know lots of lots of video game Easter eggs uh throughout it's not for everybody. there's definitely some interesting we'll say uh voice actor choices and that's where we'll keep it. uh um, don't talk about Anya Taylor joy that way. listen <laughs> I just love that they also gave Peach big ass eyes um, but but but.
0: They, you need to listen. <laughs> Again, we're going back, back to Les Culturistas because they did for the Culture Awards. They... Oh, I listened
1: to all three episodes of the Culture Awards. Oh my god! Worry.
0: Where did you just die when they were talking about the like the best line in a movie? And yes, it's, and it's like Anya Taylor Joy. I will, I will save
1: us. <laughs> so good. Uh, that yes, Joe did this. I think earlier a couple weeks ago, but. Absolutely, check out the three episodes of the Los does Uh, I almost wish that that was all that show was, because I always get sucked into that stuff. Mm-hmm. I get sucked in to to them goofing around about culture, mm-hmm. and then I get so bo- like I subscribed for like a year, and I just was like, I don't like their interviews. I just want to <laughs> listen to the two of them gab about culture stuff yeah i don't care about
0: the i don't care about the real housewives and i still listen
1: yeah like it's just like stuff like that where it's like i'm like i don't like these are things where i'm like i don't care but then like the, i still think that they're like three part episode of like the 100 greatest moments in culture is like i would tell anybody that they need to listen to all three of those episodes Mm -hmm. like take them in digest them they're Perfect, they're hilarious, they're the I can't even argue with the list of rankings. It's funny, but it's also accurate. Like yeah. so there. We both also subtly use this as a pop culture promo for Los Custeristas. Yeah. Um, but you know what, Joe? There's another podcast that people should be listening to. Ours. Yes. So stay so hit that subscribe button because if you think that the white people problems are over. Oh boy. There's still there's still like 18 episodes of yeah. this season alone that we've got to get through. We're really just beginning.